0: all of our folks joining us by live stream this morning. Praise God. All those who uh, are homebound right now, you know something? You can still get the Word of God in your house. Amen. Amen. All you got to do is flip on the channel. Amen? Right. Amen. Because we always want to make the Word of God uh, available to everyone. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible this morning, <clears throat> let's turn to Luke chapter 6. For all you men, that's Luke, uh, chapter 6. <laughs> Hallelujah. Brother Jason, would you do me a favor? Yes, sir. Would you come get this? Or... Yeah. Hallelujah. I got all my scriptures over there. Let's get back there Miss Lisa. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that woman loves the word of God. It came back from Louisiana just to make it out of the house. I loved everything. in there. Amen. I left any money between the pages. I want to find you. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Does anybody else in here need a Bible? Because if you do, I'll give you one right now. This could be Bible giveaway day. So, everybody's got a Bible? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, over the last few weeks, and uh, it's kind of a deal to where uh, I, I, when I seek the Lord on what He wants me to teach on, He said, keep teaching on the same thing. You've been teaching on. He said, because that's the most important thing in these folks' lives. And we've been teaching for the last few weeks, maybe months. I, I lose all track of time. Mm-hmm. On what? Relationships. Mm-hmm. Having a strong, intimate relationship with the Lord and then building and developing strong, godly relationships. Not just relationship, but a godly relationship with each other. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Uh, our first relationship has to be with the Lord. Without the Lord in our lives right. and having a close fellowship with Him, we're not going to prosper. We're not going to have blessings. We're not, we, we can't have anything without a relationship with Him. Right. Everything God Almighty has for you and I flows through His relationship with me and His relationship with you. Amen. That's why many Christians, uh, and that, this is part of what I was talking about with my mother, that they, they never are blessed because they don't have a real foundation or a real relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. They know who he is. They love him in their heart. Right. But they never get into the word of God. They never start learning his precepts and his principles. Right. Therefore, if you don't learn them, you can't apply them to your life. Right. And, and if you don't apply the word of God to your life and, and live that word, right. it says walk by faith, not just have faith, doesn't it? Right. We have to walk in the Word of God if we want God's Word to manifest in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You have to have a close uh, relationship and fellowship with Him, not only so you can talk to Him, because it's not just about you giving God your dirty laundry list. Right, right. Amen. Right. And going to Him and say, saying, Lord, can you do this and do this and do this and do this, and I'm asking you and asking you and asking you. Uh, no, so a lot of times you need to just take a short course of meditation and just sit down and shut up and let God talk to you. Amen. Amen. We need to hear from God. We don't need to always tell God. We need to hear from Him. Amen? Amen. All right. And when we work on building that relationship first, then what we will learn is uh, from Him, and then that relationship will all automatically carry... On into our relationships with each other. Can you see that? Yes. Everybody with me? Amen. So, I said all that to say this. For our visitors and anyone in here, anyone watching by live stream, if you've missed any of the teachings on having a relationship with God, uh, I encourage you to get on our website, go and download those, or watch the video on the website, or download the podcast, uh, if they're if they're available, because uh, we're just now starting the podcast thing, but you can, every video is available on our webpage. Go and listen to those because what I'm going to tell you today will make a lot, a whole lot more more sense to you if you when you go back and say, "Oh, okay, that's why he said that." You see, God. Let me put it this way: Jesus told his disciples, "There's a lot I want to tell you, but you're not able to handle it." So Jesus gives us his word just a little bit at a time. That's why I encourage all the members of this church and everyone by watching by live stream to always uh, get the message before because God's just going to keep adding to it. Amen? Amen. So if you miss any those messages, it would behoove you to go back and listen to those because I can tell you this for sure, whether it be with your wife your children, your friends, or your co-workers, good, godly relationships aren't just found. That's right. they're, made. they're made. You have to develop a relationship with everyone. Amen? In other words, you have to work on it or work at it. <clears throat> and many of the messages that we have been taught over the last few months will not only challenge you, and I guarantee you they're going to challenge you, but they will also reveal the areas in your life where you're missing it. How many of you know you've got at least one area in your life that you need to grow in? All right. I'll, do, I, do I need to ask the question again or are we just going to have an altar call for liars at the end of the service? We all have areas that we need to grow in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the word is always going to challenge us. The word of god reveals uh, the things in our life and it's really not the things that we're doing right but it's the things that we're doing wrong that god's good word is going to reveal for us yeah. to change yeah. Yeah. Amen. amen the word of god is going to challenge us it's going to correct us amen, amen. amen. and you know what it's supposed to the Word of God is supposed to correct us. Look at 2 Timothy 3.16 real quick. I'm going to have Matt put that up on the board. Because the Lord just given this to me? He said, uh, in 2 Timothy 3.16, he says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable to make you feel good about yourself, uh, to bless you. No, it don't say any of that. It says it's profitable for doctrine. It's for reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. Amen. 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 That's what the word of God is for. Right. Amen. So if you're one of these folks that uh, uh, want to go to church so the preacher going to make you feel good, I suggest you start being a doer of the word. Right. Right. Amen. 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 Because it's the doers that's going to feel good about it. Well, that's right. Amen. I mean, you can have a group of people. We have a group of people here. And when I preach something, and, and, and you'll hear people say, I know that's right. Or amen, praise God about that. And the person right next to them is sitting there going, Man, does he always have to tell me what I'm doing wrong? And see, that same person that says, does he always have to tell me what I'm doing wrong, uh, three months from then is going, yeah, praise God, preach it, pastor. Preach it, brother. Because they're doing it. That's the way it goes. That's the way I was 25 years ago when I first started hearing the word. Amen. I was, it's been longer than that. Actually, I gave my heart to the Lord in 1984. Praise God. Along well, with this woman right here, she finally pressured me into coming to church. Uh, I gave my heart to the Lord, and uh, even though I studied the word of God, and I love reading the Bible, I love learning about what God says, from 1984 to 1990, I did not do the word. And you know what? I backslid. You know what? Because I I said, you know, this stuff don't work. This stuff don't work. Because I never changed. I knew my life never changed. I kept living the same way. Outside the church, I come into the church course. Now, you see me in here now, I'm going to have my church clothes on. I'm going to have my church behavior on, too. But then when you see me out there, was I different? No, I'm being honest with you. And therefore, I thought, well, this this stuff called the Bible don't work, because mm-hmm. I could be this miserable and be a drunk too. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I could be this miserable out there. Why should I come into church and learn how uh, these people are being miserable? Uh huh. That's what that's my thinking. I'm not saying anybody in here is miserable. I'm just giving you my testimony. Amen. Amen. Because I was not a doer of the word, but the word of God did correct me. God's word is designed to reveal those areas in our lives that we don't, that do not line up with his word. Amen. And when it does, and this is the most important part, this is what I just told you I did not do. Uh, when it does, we are to put actions to the instructions that his word gives us. Yes. Yes. Amen. If he says to you in his word, and you're going to be sitting here in this sermon, yeah. and you're going to relate to something I say. And you're going to say, man, that's me. That's the Holy Ghost saying, okay, well, then you need to change it. Right. Yeah. You need to change it. Yes, sir. Amen. <laughs> when things don't line up, when we put action to God's word, uh, then over the process of time, everybody say process of time, process. our lives will begin to line up with God's word yeah. more and more and more. Amen. 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 Notice I said over the process of time. Let me share something with you. How many of you know the Bible says that we're running a race? Yeah. Yeah. That we're running our race. How many of you ever heard that term? Yeah. We're running a race, so let me inform you that this race is not a sprint. Right. This race is a marathon. Yeah. Right. And you're going to have to endure to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You ain't going to get across the uh, finish line uh, uh, quickly. You're going to have to work at it on a daily basis. So all the things we've been talking about on how to build and develop godly relationships, if you'll just apply them to your life, then I can promise you that you'll have a godly relationship in your marriage. You'll have a godly relationship with your children and your family. And you'll have godly relationships with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. This morning I'm going to use... probably the marriage uh, relationship for most of my examples. Because how many of you know that the devil attacks marriages more than anything? Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, even though I'm going to use marriage, these uh, principles that I'm going to share with you today and the Word of God that I'm going to share with you today is is for every relationship. So uh, not to leave anyone out. Amen? All right one of the biggest problems I've seen over the years in ministering to married couples and like I said I'm going to use them is that they spend way too much time trying to change their spouse Got off the quiet, <laughs> they spend way too much time trying to uh, change their spouse and hardly any time at all Trying to change themselves. Yeah. Yeah. How many of you know that doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. Right. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you have ever tried to change your spouse? And <laughs> <laughs> see she's disobedient. I said, Don't raise your hand. <laughs> no, she did. I'll just use us then, okay? For years, when she would hear a serving at church. She'd mark those scriptures in the Bible and then she'd leave them open so I could see them. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but it don't know, it never did work. God had to change me. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let me share something with you too. The best thing you can do in your life, the best thing you can do for your marriage, the best thing you can do for your family, the best thing you can do for every relationship in your life is that you need to spend all of your time working on you. Amen. Amen. The title of this message this morning is Working on Me. Working on Me. You see, ladies and gentlemen, that person sitting next to you is not your problem. You are your greatest problem. You are. You're the greatest problem. And I know some may disagree with that, but listen, we all have areas in our lives that we need to change. That we need to grow in. Amen? Amen. That we need to work on. Everybody in here needs to work on themselves, don't you? If you're in here and you don't need any work, raise your hand. Well go ahead and pray for you right now. (laughs) Amen. No, we all need work. I had a couple, I've had people tell me after I preach on marriage or relationships. They'll come up to me after the service, and they'll say, Man, Pastor, I sure wish my husband would have been here. He sure needed to listen to this. (laughs) He sure needed to hear what you had to say today. Well, don't laugh man, me, because I've had women, uh, uh, the men come up to me and say, Man, I wish my wife would have been here. You'd have preached her down and preached her up, man. I tell you what, she needs to grow in Christ. Look at what they're doing. They're always blaming the other half. always putting the blame in the relationship on the other person. Her and I in our our early Christian life when the devil was just having his way in both of our lives, we would always blame each other for all of our problems. Well, if you would just do this. Well, no, if you just do that. You do that, that, that. Just back and forth. Always wanting to put the blame on somewhere else. Well, you know where we got that? from Grandpa Adam. He said, it's the woman you gave me. He took no responsibility for his actions in the Garden of Eden. He said, it's the woman you gave me. Get on her, Father. because I was in, he said, I was standing, yes, I know I was standing around the her when the devil deceived her, But it's her fault. I love it when it gets quiet. (laughs) That means the word of God is working, praise God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So it works on both ways. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, I've had women tell me if he would just change, I would be so much happier. If he would just be the, the head of the household, if he would just be the spiritual leader in my home, in our home, then everything would be all right. If he E, e Nothing about me, me, me. She was so quick to point out how somebody else needs to hear something. And how if they would just have heard this message, then maybe God could fix them. And our life would be so much happier. They might not use those exact words, but their focus is always changed on changing the other person instead of post on, changing themselves. And I know that's right. I mean, who wants to look at themselves in the mirror in the morning and say, hey, dude, you're the jerk. You're the one that needs to grow, not her, you are. And how many of you women are willing to look in the mirror in the morning and say, you're the jerk-ess. And you need to change. You need to quit hounding him about going to church. You need to quit hounding him about reading his Bible. You need to quit hounding him about all the things that you find that he's falling short in. Hey, listen to the crickets. Getting awful quiet. Hallelujah. I mean, that's why I prefaced this this message that God is going to correct you. Amen? amen and we all need correct yes, yes. and we're laughing we're having a good time and I want us to but when we relate to these things God is the Holy Ghost Is actually tells us you need to change yes. it's you yes. you're the problem you need to change yes. amen now most people want to uh, people uh, what they do is that in their relationship when their relationship is in a strain or something the devil comes against them is they spend all their time looking at the other person's faults and all the person's shortcomings when they should be looking at their own. Amen. Amen. You didn't know I was going to be preaching on your street, did you? Come down in front of your house where you live. Amen. Let me share something with you. If you're having problems in your relationships, it's your fault. And I'm going to show you that in in the Word. The greatest thing I ever did for my family was to admit that I was the problem and that I was willing to change. Amen. And I did that in 1997. I told the Lord not show me what my wife is doing wrong in your word and I'll help you get her right. I told the Lord you show me what I'm doing wrong Father and I promise you I'm going to change. I've been changing ever since, and I change every day. You know why? Because I love pleasing Him. Yeah, man. And the only thing that pleases Him is when I act like Him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Look at this with me in Luke chapter 6. Well, I'm going to ask you one more time to turn this thing off. I don't need any air conditioning. <laughs> Praise the Lord. If I don't ask that, on do country preacher. Y'all have to forgive me. I just beat my heart. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 6, I want to start reading with verse 39. And he spoke a parable to them. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the ditch? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained, underline that in your Bible, will be like his teacher. Now watch this. Here's the principle. Now why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye but do not perceive the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove that speck from your eye when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye and you will see clearly to remove the speck that's in your brother's eye. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit, for every tree is known by its fruit. Uh For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from the bramble bush. Verse 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man, now the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Now I want you to notice again in verse 41, Jesus himself, this is Jesus talking, he says, why do you look at that speck in your brother's eye? We will just stop right there for just a moment. And I'm going to say this, why do you look at the the speck in your brother's eye. Why do you let that one little thing that someone else is doing bother you so much that you have to bring it to their attention? Are you hearing? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It says, why do you look at that speck in your brother's eye and you don't notice that uh, beam or that uh, plank in your own eye? That's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How many of us have Don't raise your hand. How many of us have ever done that? We always look at the other people. Well, why don't you change this in your life? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? I know I'm probably the only one that ever done that. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. It says, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye when you have a plank in your own? And otherwise, why are you focusing on that one little speck of an issue that they may be having in their life, and we're talking about relationships, We're talking about maybe something that they do that's making you upset. Amen. Nobody's ever been there, right? Mm -hmm. And you're pointing that out to them, but then you get defensive when they start doing the same thing back to you. Don't you? Well, let me share something with you. Both of you are wrong, according to this scripture. Amen. All of us are wrong. I've been wrong. I'm telling you, when her and I used to get into these situations, it was back and forth. And it it was who could sling the most mud. Mm. Amen. I know. All of you have been there. If you say you hadn't, you're lying. (laughs) Hallelujah. Are we learning anything today? Are you glad you came to church this morning? (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm going to get you out of it. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. But listen, wouldn't you rather your pastor uh, tell you the truth yeah. yes. than to lie to you and say you're okay just like you are? Yeah. Amen. And then you're, you walk out of here and you behave the same way, you argue with your spouse, you argue with your family, mm-hmm. and you're constantly blaming everything on them instead of looking at your own self. Yeah. Amen. amen. Got a one-week amen. Thank yes. you, Brother Hans. So Jesus is telling us here that our focus should be on fixing who. Everybody say me. me. We should be focusing on fixing ourselves and not the other person. How many of you really know that you can't fix anyone else until you get fixed yourself? That's right. That's right. Amen. Now I've got a little example, and I'm going to need a couple of volunteers. And guess what, Jason? You're one of them. Oh. Wait. And guess what, Jason? You're the other. <laughs> we got two Jasons right here, so we might as well have the Jason brothers come on up here. Come on up here with me, guys. Amen. Give them a round of applause. I'm gonna give you a visual, okay? We're talking about specs and blanks. Right? Alright. So this is Mr. Plank. Alright. Amen? And this is Mr. Speck. Now, I want you to just hold that up to your eye, okay? Now, like, like this, okay. <laughs> Amen. Now, you see this? Now, I'm using men for a reason. How I many of you know how much trouble I'd be in if I asked a woman to come up here and do this? Now, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something. Mr. Plank could be a Mrs. Plank, okay? And Mr. Pl- Mr. Speck could be Mrs. Plank's spouse, or vice versa. It works both ways. But we want to prove a point. So what happens is, Mr. Plank, they're in a relationship, now no, they not in a relationship now, friend relationship, okay? But like I say, I don't want to bring a woman up here because I would have H.E.W.L. to pay uh, at the end of the service. I would probably lose at least one woman in this congregation. But, Mr. Plank, Is in a relationship, and he goes to Mr. Speck and says, Mr. Speck, I want to help you. I want to help you. Okay? Mm -hmm. And if you'll just listen to me, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to point out every fault that you have. And I'm going to make a list of them. And that list is going to be enormous. Now, listen, he's got a plank. You see where I'm going with this? Mm -hmm. He's got a plank. Issues. (laughs) Issues. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he's gonna tell this person in the relationship, I'm gonna help you, and if you'll just be what God wants you to be, then our relationship's gonna be better. Yes. Well, how many of you know that Mr. Speck or Mrs. Speck ain't gonna to listen to what Mr. Plank has up? Uh or him. Is are they? You know why? Because Mr. P- Mr. Speck over there sees all these issues when Mr. Plank's out yonder and out of the church. Amen? Have you got this visual? All right, guys. Thank you, guys. Right. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, most of the time, uh, the specks don't want to hear from the planks. Don't no matter what who they are, male or female, don't you start railing on me about my one issue when I can take out a notebook of the things that you have in your life going on. Yeah, y'all laugh, but that's exactly what we do. That's exactly right, sister. But see, I'm going to teach you today how not to get in that situation. See, I'm not just up here to, uh, to tell you all the things that you're doing wrong. I'm going to tell you how to get out of it. Amen? And that's going to come a little bit later. Praise God. Free the Hallelujah. Free the captives. Because when we get into these type of relationships and we have this bickering back and forth, how many of you really enjoy that? Do you really? <laughs> Brother, come on back up here. We need to talk some more. He says, uh, Only if I win. It's the woman's fault, right? No, no. I was fixing to say, man, you are st- opening your foot mouth and putting both feet in it. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. No, I know this couple and they're loving. Yes, they do. Sometimes, just like the rest of us, have uh, fellowship on a little louder basis. But uh, you know something? That's the things we need to grow through, right? Amen. And that's why we keep coming to church, to grow through these things. Praise God. But let me share something with you. Mr. Speck ain't never gonna listen to Mr. Plank. Mrs. Speck never listened to me, and uh, and me as Speck never listened to her when she tried to change me. Amen. Hallelujah. Now look at the, again at what it says in uh, verse forty-two in Luke six forty-two. It says, "How can you say to your brother?" This is the truth here. How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove that speck that's in your eye when you yourself do not see the plank in your eye. Nobody ever sees their own issues. They always see in everybody else's. In other words, how can you point out the problems in my life when you yourself have some of the same problems and even more problems than I have? Amen. Look at the next word hypocrite, hypocrite. It says, first remove the plank from your eye, and then you'll be able to see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye or my eye. You can't help nobody else until you get help. Amen. That's why y'all know every one of you keep coming back to church. <clears throat> People come to this church, they love the Word of God. Do you not? Amen. I can guarantee you it's not my personality that brings them. Hallelujah. In other words, we need to work on getting our own life right. Then we can go help others get their lives right. Don't spend your time. Listen to me. Don't spend, don't waste your time. Because it's a waste of time. But don't waste your time in your relationships. And especially in a marriage relationship. Trying to fix the other person. Because you know why? Because that's just not going to work. All that's going to do is produce frustration, anger, and resentment. And it does that because when the other person don't respond to what you think they ought to be doing, right? You you you're doing your motives are good. Okay, I'm not going I'm not going to come against your motives. You you're really wanting to have a godly relationship. You just don't know how. You think if I can fix that other person, then our godly relationship is going to be okay. So your motives are good, but your your, your, your technique is wrong. You need to work on yourself instead of working on them. In all my years in the ministry, I've never counseled anyone, listen to me now, that came to me and said, you know what, brother? I'm the problem. It ain't her, it's me. I've been a jerk in our marriage. I browbeat her about this and I browbeat her about that. And I've never heard a woman come into my office and say that either. You know, Pastor, I'm a a jerk, jerk ass. I browbeat him all the time. I don't do things for him because I'm mad at him. Are we ready to move on? Hallelujah. (laughs) All (laughs) righty. Whenever I've counseled marriages or counseled uh, relationship problems, it's always he's the problem. And he's always over there going, she's the problem. He's not going to say it out loud. But that's the way people are because... Uh, that's what they do. They waste so much time at looking at the wrong things in their spouse's life while they overlook the things in their life. Every marriage, and really you could say every relationship, is going to have its own set of unique issues. And what we need to do is we need to learn how to deal with those day by day. We need to learn how to deal with those issues. Amen. The point I'm wanting to make is quit wasting your time on the other person's fault, uh trying to get them to change, get them to change in what you want them to be. See, you're really not wanting to change them into what God wants them to be. Or you'd be praying God's word over them. Amen. You're wanting them to be what you think they ought to be. Your, your estimation of who your spouse should be or your friend should be in your relationship. Amen. You can. Do, this applies to even friendships. How many of you ever lost a friend because they didn't act like you wanted them to? Amen. I lost a bunch of friends. The day I gave my heart to the Lord, I quit acting the way they wanted me to act. Amen. When I quit going to the places and doing the things and saying the things and acting the way I did before I got saved. I lost a lot of friends. I even lost some family members. <laughs> Didn't want to be around me. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Let me share this with you too. You and I have no authority to change anyone, anyone's life but our own. You have no authority to change your spouse's life. None. She's under your authority if you're a man. Amen. You are in the same household, but God is the only one that can change people. Amen. We got to learn that. Then you won't waste your time trying to change them. You'll just work on changing you. And then all, uh, all, of, all of a sudden, you'll just notice, wow, they've changed. Isn't that what you noticed? She spent years trying to change me. But the day the Holy Spirit got a hold of me. Amen. And then I came to myself. Amen. And then the Lord was able to change me from the inside out. Can I get an amen to that? Praise God forevermore. We have no authority to change anyone's life but our own. So when it comes to our relationships or your relationships, make it your priority to work on who? You. Make it your priority to work on you. What did Jesus say in verse 42? Look at that again. It says, First, that means priority. First, remove the plank from your eye. Is that what it says down there? Right after hypocrite? It says you hypocrite. First, everybody say first. First, remove the plank from your eye. In other words, make yourself a priority in your life. Not who you're in the relationship with. First, remove the plank from your eye. And then you can help someone else remove their plank. Pastor, how do I do that? What can I do to make my relationships with people better? I'm glad you asked. Amen? Turn in your Bibles to Ephesians. I'm going to give you a formula this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, of course, most of you already know most of this formula. But if we'll practice this in our lives, it's going to uh, revolutionize your relationships. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 29. You want to know how to make your relationships better? It says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification. That means the person that's hearing it is liking what they hear. Amen? So it says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart what? Grace Grace to the hearers. You ought to ask yourself right now this question. Is what I'm saying and how I'm talking when it comes to my relationships, is that edifying the hearer and giving grace to them? And if it's not, guess what you need to do? Thank you, sister. One person's paying attention. If it's not, if what you're saying out of your mouth either in your home to your family or to anyone else you come in contact with does not edify them, does not build them up, does not impart grace to them. You need to change what's coming out of your mouth. Can they get an amen to that? Now, I ought to ask for a raise, you to raise your hand to everybody that that just ministered to, because I know there's people in here right now that need to watch what comes out of their mouth. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get you out of the ditch. You know, the first scripture says, don't let the don't let the blind lead the blind, or you'll both be in the ditch. Now, all these years, you've been getting advice from your friends, your mother-in-law, your brother-in-law, on how you ought to treat your wife and how you ought to treat your family members. Well, so let me tell you something. He's in the ditch, she's in the ditch, and you're in there with her, and I'm trying to get you out of it, okay? If you're listening to man's uh, advice on how to improve your relationships, you are making a grave mistake. Because your best friend down at the beauty shop don't know squat. Amen. And that person you're going to that's been divorced four times don't know squat either. Amen. So do you want to get counsel from them or do you want to get counsel from the Word of God? I rest my case. All right. So let no foul... uh, Let no... uh, Corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but only that which gives grace to the hearers. Now, I want to read this and two other scriptures out of the Amplified Bible. I'm going to read verse 29, 31, and 32, skipping verse 30. Verse 29 in the Amplified says, Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever, Come out of your mouth, but only such speech that is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, as is fitting to the need and the occasion, that it may be a blessing and give grace, God's unmerited favor, to those who hear it. Verse 31. This is one that uh, most uh, people who are quarreling in a relationship need to get, get a hold of. It says, let all bitterness and indignation and wrath, that's passion, rage, bad temper, and resentment, anger, animosity, and quarreling, which is brawling, clamor, contention, and slander, evil speaking, abusive, and blasphemous language, that's a mouthful, be banished from you with all malice, spite, ill will and ba- or baseness of any kind. Can I get an amen to that? Need to underline these scriptures in your bible and read them over and over and over till they get down in your spirit and each one of them that says, you know, you're doing that, you have a you have a problem with anger management, then you need to get rid of anger. Amen. Look at verse 32 and become useful and helpful and kind to one another. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago of being patient and kind. A lot of people want to be patient, but they're not kind doing it. So I'm being patient with you. You better hurry up and change. Be useful, helpful, and kind to one another. Tender hearted. Hallelujah. Compassionate. Understanding. Loving hearted forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. Praise God. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know how to build strong, godly relationships? How many of you want to know that? Is there anybody not going to raise your hand? If you, if somebody don't want to know? Well, if you want to know, I just laid it out for you. If you want a godly relationship, with whoever it is. could be with your pastor. could be with your best friend. It could be with your spouse. It could be with your family members. It could be with your son and daughter. Well, if you want a godly relationship with them, then you need to practice what I just told you. Amen. You need to take these scriptures, and then you need to purpose in your heart that this is how you are going to be. Are you hearing me? You need to purpose in your heart that this is how you're going to be in your marriage relationship. This is how you're going to be in your relationship with your children. And this is how you're going to be in relationship with your church family. Amen. Everybody outside of that, they're not going to want to be in a relationship with you anyway. Amen. Because the Bible says light cannot fellowship with darkness. Amen. Amen. So that's why you're going to lose a lot of them friends that you used to to party with and hang out with and and do stuff with. Are you hearing me? So the only relationships that you're going to be able to work on right now being a born-again Christian is, number one, your relationship with him. Number two, if you're married with a relationship with the person that's sitting next to you. Number three is the family that you're going to be able to make a relationship with. And the fourth thing is your family at the church. That's the only ones you're going to have to have a relationship with. Here's a great confession for you. And I'm going to close with this, okay? Hallelujah. Y'all have listened quite quickly. I hope you've you've been getting something out of this. I know I've been giving you a lot of information. But listen, that's why I want you to mark these scriptures down in your Bible and go home and read them. And read them and read them and read them. Amen? Amen? Here's a great confession. I purpose to never let unwholesome and worthless talk ever come out of my mouth, but only that which is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of everyone I come in contact with or the progress of others, and that my words will be, blessing, uh, be a blessing and give grace to those who hear them. I purpose in my heart to be helpful and kind to others and to be tender-hearted and have compassion on my, uh, my fellow man and to be understanding. And I purpose in my heart to be loving-hearted, always forgiving everyone readily and freely, without condition, just as my Heavenly Father in Christ has forgiven me. That's the way we need to act right there. Amen. You want to be, have good relationships, good godly relationships? Learn to live by these precepts. Not just listen to them on Sunday and then walk out of here and act the same way you did before you came in here. Amen. Learn to live by these precepts, then godly relationships in your life, those who practice these, will become the normal. Instead of the exception. Amen. Because you're going to lead the relationship. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and said, the ones that needed to hear this weren't here today. <laughs> Don't say that. Uh how many specks do we have in here? <laughs> I won't ask about the planks. Praise God. Hallelujah, <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. Well, praise God. Uh, we all, would, in closing out, we always give everyone an opportunity to uh, do uh, three things. Number one, give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ if it's for your first time. The second thing is, is you might have been... Uh, Uh, born again, but you haven't been serving the Lord, you haven't been living for Him, you've just been living your own life the way you wanted to. So if you fall under any of those categories, whether you're in here this morning or watching by live stream, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, or you want to rededicate your life to the Lord and start living feverishly for him. Would you please raise your hand and put it right back down and God see those hands. Hallelujah to Jesus. There may be someone in here watching my video that you know something, you just you love the Lord. You're doing your best to walk in what you've learned in his word. But there's a sin that just keeps coming back on you. And when it does, you revisit that sin and you you pick it back up and you you don't really want it in your life but and but you and you put it at the cross every time you go to the cross. Every Sunday you'll be in in the altar call and you'll lay it down. And I I know what you're going through because I did the same thing. When I first got born again, I was in every altar call. Every time they asked for, uh, if you want to get rid of this, I would raise my hand. And let me give you an encouraging word that it will eventually stay off of you if you'll just be persistent in your prayer life. So if you're in here this morning or watching and you want to lay that sin down for the final time and you want to start living wholeheartedly for the Lord Jesus Christ, if you would, raise your hand and put it right back down. Praise God. With every head raised and every eye open, I want to just let you know that nobody else needs to see your hand but God. And he, he's going to honor your commitment. And by raising your hand, you committed your life again to him. And he's going to honor that. I want everyone to pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come before you a sinner that needs grace. Father God, I need your mercy in my life. I need your love to overshadow me. And I need to live my life for you. I believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son. And He died just for me. Three days after He died, He rose again. And because He did, I'm risen with Him. I was buried with Him, and I rose with Him. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me new. Change me. Help me work on me, and change me from the inside out. In Your precious name I pray. Amen and amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer in here? Or you prayed uh, uh, by video? I encourage everyone to always go on our website and download the messages. God has been bringing forth a word in 2020 that's going to set people free. Not only when they hear it, but when they hear it and start doing it. So I encourage you to go on our website, hillcountrycowboychurch.com. Download those messages or watch the videos. And it will change your life. I want to also encourage you that you serve a miracle-working God. So why not go ahead and expect your miracle? How many of you want to be next in line for a miracle? Well, how many of you know you already are? All you've got to do is ask, and he'll give it to you. Be blessed in the name of the Lord. Have a blessed week in Jesus. We'll see you on Wednesday. Amen.